0: what up what up what up this your girl nina ross and micah and guess what we are a wrap with nina and micah thank you guys for tuning in tonight we have a really amazing show put together for you because i told you that we were going to bring it this year with nothing but talent Nothing but talent. And you know what? We've had some pretty amazing people on this show this year so far. We're the third show into the season two. Uh, so thank you guys for the warm welcome back with me and my co host, Micah. Um, tonight we have a really influential woman here. Beautiful black woman, beautiful skin, beautiful everything. And you know what? She's one of my girls. And I just wanted to introduce her. She's Danny. What up, Danny?
1: Hey.
0: <laughs> and you know what she is she getting ready to write to y'all bestseller quit playing like she's coming in the building swinging I had the luxury of reading a little bit of the manuscript and oh my god I've fallen in love with this book Danny tell them a little bit about yourself
1: uh I am Danny um I've actually been writing since I was probably about maybe six or seven I didn't I don't think I actually started taking my writing serious until maybe my junior year of high school. Um, you know, throughout college, I was writing people. I was actually being paid to write people's papers. So it's always been a—I would call it actually a hidden talent that nobody knew I had. So this book is going to be interesting. It's going to be a different book for every character, so you get a whole view as to why everybody feels how they feel and what happens. I'm excited
0: awesome I'm super excited for you it's not often that we get a chance to really like hear this type of creativity on this side of the the bricks right (sighs) and I'm loving it you're killing it for the women of the year man like I love seeing creativity I'm a writer myself and I love it when I can actually like bounce ideas off of somebody guys like this woman has listened to me rant a million times (laughs) She's heard me rant and she's heard me like ideas. And honestly, she's always been like one of those females that was kick ass and in my corner and was like, you know what, Nina, stop second guessing yourself and just do it. Stop playing around and just do it. So uh, that's where I'm at with her. Like I told her when she said her creativity wasn't flowing, I was like, girl, do this book. Just do this book. And she's a mom. She's a pretty excellent mom. She got two little cute, little chunky babies. I'm loving it. Ma, how does it feel to be a mom in this day?
1: Oh, being a mom is like one of the most rewarding but stressful jobs like ever. And especially because my gap between my girls is a Mm -hmm. seven-year gap. So my youngest just turned six months two weeks ago. My oldest is seven. So you have one going into the second grade. The other one is crawling around, falling off the bed, teething. you it's just like, oh, my goodness. It's not a quiet moment. I'm glad they're together, though. They're, they love each other. Well, the oldest loves the little one, little one, a little bit of a bully. She got to get it together.
0: Awesome. So how challenging is it to be like a parent right now in this pandemic and being a writer and still having a career and balancing it?
1: It's insanity, honestly, because you feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. Mm -hmm. You kind of don't know what's happening next. Like I was literally in the middle of a call one day with my six month old fell off bed. So you have that, you got to make sure that the oldest is getting on and off the bus and you clocked in for work and trying to keep them quiet. I work from home, luckily, so I don't have too many issues with babysitting and trying to find sitters or my daughter, even the oldest, if they go back to virtual learning, which is a possibility. Um, what I won't have those issues per se. I have a really strong um, support system, which is something a lot of women actually lack now. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I salute anybody who's a parent and going through it because it's hard. It's rough right now. Yeah,
0: I can only imagine. Like, I have a fifteen-year-old, and uh, just him being a little bit older is scary in this world. Like, you know what he's about to like experience, what he's about to go through as a young adult is it's it's super scary in this time. And you know, just the simple fact that if he's asthmatic, so if he gets sick like what can happen to him right now during a pandemic I can't imagine like how you're doing it with two girls like whoo! Lord Jesus God, we we are a handful anyway right <laughs> we are Man. super handful. Huh. so you got baby babies girl I, I will, salute
2: you I will say the only benefit of having that big age difference is in a few years your older one will be able to babysit uh, the, the baby for you
1: let me tell you You would think that sounds like a smart idea, right? Mm -hmm. I find myself having, okay, stop, go be a kid. You're not her mom. I don't know how many times I just be like, you're not her mom. You're not her mom. Chill. You're not her mom throughout the day. Like, go play. Go be a kid. She wants to change diapers. She wants to change her clothes. Like, and it's really weird because my oldest never played with baby dolls. So mm-hmm. she has a little sister, and she's just like, "Yes, that's my baby doll." And I'm like,
2: <laughs> "She's uh, a all person."
1: That,
2: all that nurturing, nah. But I mean, like it, at least like when you know she was, it'll be sixteen and nine. When your older daughter's sixteen, the other one will be nine. So, all right, you know, you want to go out of town or something? Hey, watch oh. your little sister.
1: It's gonna be treacherous. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know, 16 is gonna be that age where she wants to go out and she probably wanna date. She's not gonna want to drag her nine-year-old sister with her everywhere. So I mean, I guess it's two hey, ends of the coin.
2: But you but you do like you do like the old school parents. Like, look, if you do a good job, I will I'll throw you, I'll throw you a little money or I'll let you go to some, <laughs> like I'll take you shopping if you do a good job watching your little sister. We can, go, we,
1: we can all go get our nails done. I don't care. <laughs> that
0: always worked with me my brother my mama was like hey i got you on the newest game and my brother was on it i'm like really i'm just worth the game (laughs) can i get something to no he watching you for me bye go somewhere i'm like mad side eye Mad side eye man so you told us about like the book you told us about mommyhood what's the dating life looking like girl Mm-hmm. you got you boo. I
1: do I do I do I do Woo-hoo! there's actually a four-year age gap between us two and it's my best friend it's my big stepper like uh-huh. really really I okay, now it's, it's really wild because there is a four-year gap between the two of us I have two kids he has no kids but we are literally the same person probably because we're the same time Okay, he's just just a whole lot of bit of toxic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The ones that we love the most usually are, yeah, Yeah. They usually are, and they fit us so well because Mm -hmm. it's like a mirror. A little bit, I feel like
2: that's shit. That's y'all. I don't deal with that shit. (laughs) Mm -mm.
0: Michael,
2: he said, I rebuked that that to the depths of hell. I do not play with that. (laughs) Oh, no, oh, no, no,
0: no. said I rebuke it to the depths of hell. Yo, that's a real speaker
1: for me. Mm-mm. I can't even. I have my toxic moments. I'm, I When I feel disrespected, I go from zero to arsonist. There is no gray area.
2: Yeah. Nah, <laughs> but see, you see, I don't know if you've ever seen how big I am. And when I actually get pissed, I turn into the Hulk and I break oh. stuff. So it's so so, I break uh, stuff. Yeah. 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 Let's just say I'm strong enough to accidentally break a security door at a certain, you know, special location in Atlanta. And I was on accident. So when I actually get mad and try to exert my strength, I don't like, I don't, so I try not to get in those very toxic situations because I can get angry very I yeah yeah (laughs) let's just let's keep it at that okay (laughs) i didn't know
0: that but you know what i'm a little jigglypuff i don't know if y'all know about jigglypuff but jigglypuff sings and puts people to sleep Uh and then gets mad and writes on people's faces i'd be like i'd be huffing around here like Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) when that attention span i get mad like i feel like i'm definitely one of those people that like I'm a silent burn, you know that atomic bomb waiting to erupt. Mm. Then y'all be like, "When the tsunami coming?" Like, "Oh shit!" That's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm that tsunami. I feel like Danny. So I can't
1: say I'm that way. I can't. I mean, I can, <laughs> but I can't. Like, I'll let it sit and fester for a while. Uh huh. Yeah, I probably. But I take things too far. My my level of petty is elite. Like Mm. it's undefeated. They're (laughs) petty, right?
0: Oh, so you that (laughs) volcano. You that Mm. volcano. She's like, oh shit. Was it
1: Vesuvius? Vesuvius, that's what it is.
2: That destroyed Pompeii? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yes. yes. Oh,
0: Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Baby, she a hot fire. You know what? They call me hot tamale sometimes. But you know what? I think you the ghost pepper, Danny. You the ghost pepper baby. Just saying. You know what, but the, but with a little bit of spice, it always comes a little bit of nice. So what are those things that you uh what are those good traits about you? What do you feel like are some of those standout things?
1: I'm a really positive person. I'll say that. I support anything and everything anybody wanna do, as long as it don't bring harm to me and mine. I don't care.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> do what you do that ain't got no no qualms I don't have no issues with nobody I don't be for people I be in my own little world just taking care of my kids writing I love Knowing it like yeah like being in the house it's too much going on outside
0: yeah I, I yo I can understand that more than anything especially now one of the things that really interests me in writing is the people who influence it Uh, So what are like maybe like two or three of your favorite authors and that really inspired and even influenced you to get into writing or even people who inspired you?
1: You know, there actually haven't been any big authors that really inspired me to write, ironically. Um, I'm I'm a big, big reader. Like right now I'm rereading the Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, Love it. There's that. um, My favorite books as a kid were like, of course, um, what, Shel Silverstein, Mm -hmm. J.K. Rowling. I like those books that draw you in, and you're in, you can picture yourself in the room. I love those. But as far as like writing, when I started writing like poetry and things like that, it would actually have to be local writers here in Indy that really stuck out to me. And we started sharing work and things of that nature. So it's a lot of people that I kind of been knowing for maybe about 10 years and watching their growth and their writing and things like that is really kind of what made me jump back into writing actually.
0: Awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I love it too, because, uh, I'm a fan of books that, like you said, draw you in and and make you picture yourself there. Like, I remember, like you said, reading J.K. Rowling or Anne Rice was another one of my favorite writers. I love Interview with the Vampire and Memnath the Devil and all of those books. Like, I'm really sad she just passed away. R.I.P. But. Being in a world and a reality where you could kind of picture yourself as you read is like awesome. Um, there are so many movies that have been made that are book adapt- adaptions and they sucked. <laughs> and you wish you could just go back into that book world and just rewrite that out. Like, you know what? Come back. So with that being said, like, I know that your book is is one of many to come. Uh what are the expectations for your writing in the future? What are the expectations for the books? Are you trying to write a couple and then kind of hang it up? Are you trying to be a career writer? Do you want to go into movies? What what are the what does that look like for you?
1: I actually don't have expectations. Writing has always been like a fun task. I, I really don't want to make it into a career. Mm -hmm. to where it's pressure applied because when you have that type of pressure on you to write um, some people actually get writer's block or they start to hate it because it's always been a hobby I never want to hate something that I love to do so much but I mean with the way that my book is written you're curious as to how other stories kind of play out so I mean I've had individuals who have previewed the book as well and mm-hmm. they tell me they see it as a series or they see it as a movie it'd be pretty dope um i'm open to those avenues as long as it doesn't come out like 50 shades of gray i'm oh god
0: out. oh god please Listen. no!
1: <sighs> the struggle of trying to watch those movies after reading the books
0: you see my face right y'all will see on this interview but my facial expression right now while recording it for the you audio people is doo-doo on a plate that series and i love 50 shades of gray the books they were terrible the movies were terrible i did not see dakota ever playing her christian was all right because christian was in it like he was in his role but anna was totally off
1: My problem with Anna was she wasn't as strong as she was made to be in the book. Yeah, she was more timid, and it threw me off because I'm like, "Yeah, no, you just don't." That's not just how you picture Anastasia Steele. That was my biggest issue. She wasn't. She wasn't casted for me correctly because I was like, "Yeah, no." That's not who I see. Christian Fact. was okay. I, I understood Christian and where he was coming from. It's like he gave his all, but her, it's like she was scared. She didn't know what she was getting into. She didn't know what was... It's like the script didn't match the book, so you really it were didn't. missing a lot of elements in her character for the movie.
2: Would you Fact. have made a different choice?
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: I don't know who I actually would have chosen to play that role because you kind of have to feed into it a lot, but you, you just have to take over. You have to be that strong personality that knows what they're getting into. She was just meek. That's my, mm-hmm. my issue with it. She was very meek.
0: Yeah. And, and in the book, Anna was, was anything but meek. Like she was shy, but the fact of Christian's lifestyle really turned her on. It was intriguing to her. Like You didn't get to that part until like what almost like the end of the first movie, like when she started to break up and it led into a second movie, which she's still trying to get there. And I was just like, this is the timeline is so so same thing with after. I don't know if you've seen after they had a phenomenal like character for that book, but they're finally coming to a close because it got very Fifty Shades of Grey ish. I was just like, man, come on now.
1: Yeah, I had a date to every movie. And yeah, we read the book, <laughs> and we were pissed when we left.
0: Mm-hmm. Picks. You know, another uh, movie adaption that I heard, and this is just heard it through the grain fry, I don't know how true it is. I wish they would stop messing with old stuff and messing it up. But I hear that there's a a addition to Godfather. I hear they've been trying to put this in the works for a long time. And I, I pray that they don't be. And that's the one thing I will say about movies like The Color Purple, movies like The Godfather, uh, and certain other movies. It just, it worked for that those movies. Godfather is one of those movies that if you mess with it, it's almost like you're messing with the chemistry of it. Because the books were awesome. There's so much that they left out the movie, that was actually in the books, like Sonny having a son, you know, uh, some other things that went on with Michael. It's just it's just I don't know how to say it. It's I I just I love the original chemistry of the movies. not saying that I don't want it to change, but it's just don't mess this up. Like, please don't. Fifty Shades of Grey was an epic fail. Sorry, guys. Well,
2: I'm going to tell you the one I'm going to tell you the one book that i read after watching the movie and it actually kind of ruined the movies for me jurassic park oh yeah because a lot of stuff that happened in the book never happened in the movie Mm -hmm. and chronologically they had things off in the movies that it's like yo why is Why did this happen in the in the second movie, but it happened in the first book? Like this doesn't even make sense. And so, yeah.
1: You know, my favorite. This is going to be so cliche. My favorite translation for books into movies is undoubtedly Harry Potter. I don't care what anybody has to say. I have read all seven books. I have watched all eight movies multiple times. Yeah, they don't miss a beat they yeah.
2: don't but i i think i also think that had to do more with jk Rowling having say so as far as the actual movies went versus some of the other ones it's just kind of like <laughs> we're just going to loosely cover loosely cover this book um cuz i mean like honestly two of my favorite books now well three well, three of my favorite books turned out to have the worst Worst adaptations to movies.
1: You know where I think that comes from. I think the people who write those screenplays Mm. or write the scripts Mm -hmm. never read the book. Yeah, they're like that overview. The cliff cliff notes. notes, Cliff notes. Something. (laughs) They're not actually reading the book and diving into it the way that like real readers would. Mm -hmm. Like the what show was that? Was it Clickbait? clickbait? Oh yeah, on Netflix was terrible. Yeah. I don't know if that was just because I was writing, but n- every episode of Clickbait pissed me off. Because yeah. y'all have a motive for everybody, and it's it, the murderer had nothing to do with anybody at the end of the show. Yeah. Why?
2: Well, yeah. I know <laughs> I know like what my with my favorite books are classic books. Now, granted, no one no one who has anything to do with the movies was alive when these books came out. Because mm-hmm. my, my three <laughs> My my three favorite books are The Iliad, The Odyssey, and Count of Monte Cristo. Oh yeah.
1: uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now Count of Monte Cristo was a decent movie.
2: Eh, and paused. It was, eh, it was okay. It was decent. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but I mean, it like it just, but that was probably uh I, it's probably my favorite book. Just the story of it. And there were so many things that they left out. Um, I'm still not. Sold on Luis Guzman playing Jacopo. It was just kind of like mm, I, I well probably because I've seen him in too much other stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. just like ah, I can't, I, I can't see you in that role. But I mean, yeah, I, I just I didn't enjoy it as as much as I thought I would. So, yeah,
1: that's common actually. Mm-hmm. So I, I actually read Game of Thrones after watching the series
2: mm-hmm.
1: and now i have to go back through and watch the show again it's dumb yeah. <laughs> I,
2: i'm I, <laughs> yeah. like i i never never read the books never watched a single episode of the show and everybody tells me how great it is but i'm like that's like eight seasons of watching one show um I'm, I'm not going to devote that much time to watching the show yeah. <laughs> you
1: know what i'm about to disrespect every game of Thrones fan. And probably everybody who loves Game of Thrones as a whole, that mess is medieval love and hip hop. I show where folks you. It kind of is
0: <laughs> to a degree. Like, <laughs> yo, I'm not gonna lie to you. My baby was fighting alcohol
1: and sex. That's it. <laughs> That's My baby was Jon Snow. Yeah. I was like, yo, if you kill off Jon well,
2: Snow,
0: I ain't watching this no more.
2: I, I'm 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 actually curious in Vikings because it's, it's I hear it's kind of similar, but. I don't uh, yeah I don't know I got it I might check I might check that one out
0: Vikings I've caught a couple episodes of that and well I love Vikings because that's my era I love I love anything medieval and before or after so it's just it's it's okay but maybe I just haven't come to a maybe sorry guys maybe I just haven't come to the piece with it yet it just it hasn't rubbed off on me like games of thrones uh i don't know i've caught a couple episodes i just i wasn't feeling i felt like it was kind of a knockoff of certain other things so yeah well
2: i mean i've never watched game of thrones so the the comparison would never be made for me so yeah yeah
0: another one that i think (laughs) that they did amazing though one of my very favorite books is lord of the rings and they didn't skip a beat on that either (sighs) I, I, I just, loved it. I was I like, can't. I was waiting. I was at the theater, like even down to Gollum. They had him uh, down pat. I, I was I, like, uh,
1: oh, you man. really can't get into Lord of the Rings or The what? Hobbit.
2: You don't I know missing. I, I read. You're I I read. Well, I read The Hobbit. I didn't read The Lord of the Rings, but I can't get into the movies. It reminded me of um. It's a movie Clerks too. I know you lying. And, and he the the character in the movie talked about. It. He was like those those movies were boring as hell. It was three movies about people walking, <laughs> and it was just like, I
1: they, mean, that's
2: a lot of what it was of to me. Movie. And then you better get off of my movie. Sam Sam and Frodo that uh the sauntering looks that they would give each other, and it's just like, oh boy. <laughs>
0: Man, they still mess with them too to this (laughs) day. About yeah, I'm not gonna lie though. As as a Tolkien fan, I am not gonna lie. I'm sorry, Tolkien. I'd have been done through that ring somewhere. I'd have been like, bro, you can keep this sucker. But I mean, (laughs) the cast that they had for the books that they did, like you'd have to be a devout into those books to really see it on film. Like I feel like. Lord of the Rings was one of those movies other than um Avatar that really brought it out in that era, that time frame that people were starting to do these cinematics and stuff. That was it was beautiful cinematically. Like the storyline was spot on. I'm waiting for the new avatar. I don't know how y'all feel about that, but it's coming and I'm ready for is my it, blue
2: people. Is it because yeah. it's, it's been like it's been, been like, like twelve years now? 12
0: years, <laughs> but I'm waiting.
2: I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> the the special effects that all of those um, groundbreaking CGI that they did now it's just like, bro, we we've surpassed that. Even in the uh, the, the the art, the completely cartoon. Movies.
1: Yeah. You know what? It yeah. don't even matter. You know why it don't matter? Because we waited how long for Coming to America too?
2: Facts. Oh, Facts. Boy. We
0: waited like what? 20 years,
2: like <laughs> no, it was 30. It was 30 years because 30 um, coming years coming to America. Came and it was boo-boo.
0: 86. I was 80, upset 80, with 80, that movie. 80. I was like not happy with that. And I love 80. coming to America. I was so disappointed. I was yeah. like, man, all y'all got is an all-star cast. Like, yeah, because star- I couldn't. There's
1: nothing in life that's gonna make me get over Wesley Snipes and his dancing. Nothing.
0: Oh, yes. I was like, oh Nestle out here. Hey, <laughs> baby. Like, damn it. I was so mad about that movie and I wanted it to be great too because I, I was waiting. I was one of those people that was like, oh, I'm going to buy this. Oh, if it's, if I got to purchase it on Amazon, I'm going to buy this on Prime. And then I was like...
2: Nah, I, I I kind of expected it. I kind of expected it to be bad because typically if if you have to wait that long for a sequel, nine times out of ten, they just threw something together just to appease people. So, kind. I mean, it was just one of those things. Now he did, he did uh Eddie Murphy did kind of make it up with folks with uh Dolem- with the Dolomite movie. That one, that was actually pretty good. I can't I can't even lie. I saw I like that one. Yep, true.
0: So Danny, I know that you mentioned something really earlier that I didn't get a chance to touch on. Like you mentioned uh writer's block.
2: Tell these people
0: that the struggle is real. Like to be a writer is to not even be able to get your thoughts out on paper half the time. When you get it, it's it's a moment, it's a glimmer, but tell these people just how real this writer's block is.
1: So there, I'm Almost Sorry is actually the second book that I started writing. It's not the first. It is the second character that I started to write. The first one I started to write 10 years ago, um which is called shattered hearts which is really um her best friend's point of view after she dies after the trial so that book is kind of like her journal where she's just writing to her best friend because well can't tell you well she's just writing to her best friend trying to figure out what's going on or letting her know updates in her life so writer's walk is no joke like, you really have to give yourself deadlines. You really have to create outlines and really like push through, find your happy place. Cause you can stop and not realize that you stopped in a year, months, y- days, months, years have gone past. You, you're you literally stuck and you're, it's like you wanna write, but your brain is so cloudy with other things that you have going on in life that you're not even motivated. So a lot of times, people actually will ditch their original work and just start over instead of trying to piece together where they were before yeah it's rough
0: it definitely is i'm one of them people
2: so can i ask is as far as is there some level of do you build up a level of kind of um ability to compartmentalize when it comes to writing so you can kind of you know, block out some of that outside noise just to kind of focus on what you do? Or, I mean, is that, is that always just a struggle just trying to stay locked in on uh, writing your story?
1: It depends on the writer you are. For Mm -hmm. the writer that I am, excuse me, I am green friendly. I will spark up, zone out, headphones in. And what I'll do typically is reread what I've already written. Mm -hmm. And either I'll edit it or I'll add on to what's already there. Because with headphones in, it'll automatically block out. But also the way that I write is I'm in the room. So if I zone out to where I'm in the room, everything is going to flow like no tomorrow. I've written seven to 14 pages at a time with just that method alone. So if if you go back and reread, you'll kind of picture where you were going back with it. It mm-hmm. just depends on the writer you are. I know some people who will just stop, and they're like, "No, I don't like this," or they're just kind of deter themselves. It mm-hmm. it really just depends on the person.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I have to like feel it. I'm one of those kind of writers where I have to like. I'm. I'm like you, Danny. I have to place myself in that space. I have to visualize myself there as these characters because, and people don't even understand how close our characters are to us, right? Our characters are a little piece of who we are and and probably nothing like who we are, right? And so like, I have to place myself in that scene, in that area, in that moment. And I'm one of those people who I could write for days and then boop, I don't know where you're just like,
1: where's the creativity, you
0: draw where a blank is it? it's so easy where is it where is it i got a deadline where is it it's missing it went missing so yeah writer's block is super real and i know that any writers out there whether you're a poet and whether you write music whether you are writing a book or a film script or manuscript it's hard uh so please people appreciate it when people bring their genius to you really it it took a lot to get that genius to you So appreciate the love for the art, because this is definitely an art, (laughs) most definitely an art. And this young lady, again, is super talented. This is not her only uh, trick up her sleeve. So the next question that I really want to ask you is I know that you are managed under Rebel Blue. Tell me a little bit about how you how that came to be. Uh, what made you want to place your genius with this company or, or dibble and dabble, as they say?
1: I actually heard about Rebel Blue from my uncle, ironically. Um, a lot of people don't know that we are related. Actually, a lot of people don't know I'm family with anybody. I have three brothers who are very well-known in this city, and they have no idea they have a sister. So <laughs> Um, but Rebel Blue just kind of it struck as being something different so it's thinking outside of the box being irregular owning who you are and it's uh, more so a family-based company where you know we support one another and every adventure endeavor we have going on Um, they have a clothing line um we have the hair and skin lines that we're working on my books are going through them you have um, another podcast actually shout out to show Uh, show is me and it shows corners so it's a lot of different aspects that um, we're going through and working with and getting things out there actually so it's pretty dope
0: it's pretty dope and for all the people who don't know miss danny is head of brand ambassading for rebel blue So you're going to see a lot of her and a lot of her genius on these pages. And a lot of her genius is all over this Internet, babies. Like, it's a lot happening right now for this young lady. And I really love the fact that you are so kind and so gentle. And, you know, I know she talks about she a firecracker. And that is true a little bit. But this woman is so hardworking and she's so in tune with herself. And I think that is the first step. Um, of being successful is, is knowing and loving yourself at where you are. Right. Uh, so like you guys, like give this young lady some shout outs, big shout outs. She came here to chill with me and Micah and our pad. I'm hoping that she kicking up your feet and getting it loose, just relaxing in our spot. <laughs> so Miss Danny, what is coming on the pipeline for you? What is it other than just this book that we should look out for? Uh, and also like, what, what is it that you wanna do when you're engaging with these people who are gonna now know who you are a lot more?
1: I like criticism, open feedback. Let me know what my writing does for you. Cause some people think that it's healthy. Um, other individuals um, find it relatable. Uh, my writing really has been my healing point for years. Cause I will be the first person to tell you that um, I look nothing like what I have been through and with these books you'll kind of experience what my life is like from my viewpoint mm-hmm. with some tweaks okay. so my mind's a little demented I'll tell you that it's pretty funny <laughs> but um you know, I'm also looking into actually modeling now and possibly getting my girls into it too. Um, so they learn how to love themselves from beginning to end. So they won't have to experience anything that I've gone through because it's rough being a female um, in society today um, as well as being a Black successful woman. Like now it's becoming more common that there are Black female entrepreneurs, writers, things of that nature out. But you just kind of have to know what you want to do. So I, I'm actually licensed in a couple of different things. I'm actually going to be a financial advisor here not in too long. I have a real estate license, claim adjusters license. I wear a lot of hats. Ooh wee Watch out, world!
0: Cause she coming to you, man. Danny, tell them where they can find you. Where can they find you on this social media world, and how can they get a hold of you to give you feedback and probably possibly give you some tips or some hints or whatever on the pipeline?
1: Uh, TikTok and Twitter is just Danny RB. Uh, Instagram is underscore Loch Ness Monster. Uh, underscore actually, um, and then I'm on Facebook, but that's under my regular name. You can't find me unless you get my telephone number.
0: Anyway, exclusive, <laughs> exclusive, awesome. Well, Ms. Danny, I am super excited for all of your endeavors and I'm giving you mad prayer. I, I hope that everything that you ever put your mind and mental to, you succeed in. I'm giving I'm trying to grace you with these blessings. I thank you that there's so much in store for you for this year and beyond. And we're so happy. Like beyond happy to get you on this show. I've been waiting to speak with you like in person and and get these people to understand who you are in her greatness, queen. <laughs> um micah
2: tell them where we at oh Yo, so you can check us out on spotify apple podcast or whatever you listen to you can check us out on anchor as well as i'm i'm sure this video will hit uh youtube or something soon too as well so uh check us out shit
0: Yes. And if you don't go to any of those, make sure that you stop by rebelblue.com. That's R E B E L B L U.com. Every week on Friday at 8pm Central Standard Time, we post a brand new show. Um, pretty soon we're going to be on YouTube, Facebook, and quite a few other venues where we're going to post these videos so you can see our wonderful faces. Um, Again, we love you guys, and we're really excited for what this year has to come. And we were super excited to bring you all this content that we've been bringing you. Thank you guys for an amazing first year. Um, We're coming to you big, so make sure that you go on this ride and this journey with us, because we are taking you out there with us. Most definitely, again, we are so excited to grace your presence. This is Mrs. Nina Ross signing out with... Micah. Peace.
2: Peace.